And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Pastor David Klompin of the Preakness Valley United Reformed Church in Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, Pastor Dave, it's great to have you with us. It's great to be with you. Also on the Skype line today is Jerry Wiss. He is a writer for Christian Renewal Magazine and principal of GW Communications. Jerry, it's great to have you with us. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for inviting me. On the table today is the subject of evangelism. And uh, the church has long been engaged in sharing the gospel of Christ with others. There's various forms of evangelism, uh, whether it be public preaching or an evangelistic service, maybe a personal witness, even handing out a tract, friendship evangelism. All these means are valid. Before we talk about how your church engages in evangelism, first, David, um, could you share with our listeners what is the reason for evangelism? Well, I think at its very foundation, the reason for evangelism is obedience to God. Uh, we read in the Great Commission, end of Matthew, Matthew 28, that we are to go and make disciples of all nations, uh, bringing the Word. Uh, we are to be uh, teaching them everything that God has commanded that they might obey. First uh, Peter chapter 3 says, always be prepared to give a, a reason, an answer, to everyone asks you for the reason, for the hope that you have. So I think some of those foundational principles that we find in the Word are, are, are just that, being obedient to God's call to go out with the gospel, to be ambassadors on behalf of Christ. Right. Uh, Jerry, some people may feel kind of funny about that. They think, you know, evangelism, wow, that must be outdated, like maybe 80 years ago, but now our culture has changed, and we, we just can't invade a person's personal space uh, how would you answer that objection? Well, uh, I do think, uh, yeah, we've gotten to a point in, in many situations where um, we have a kind of passive uh, view of evangelism. Uh, we're here for people if they come to us. I, I think, as Pastor Dave said, uh, it's uh, something more in terms of uh, actually engaging people. And it doesn't really matter what the culture is. I mean, the first century culture, of course, was radically different than ours. And um, uh, 25 years ago is, was different than it is today. The, uh, the challenge and the, uh, the excitement is to uh, speak into whichever culture uh, we're in, because the gospel is uh, powerful and uh, uh, really cutting down to uh, even to bone and marrow. So it doesn't really matter which culture we're in. What matters is that we're speaking the word to people to see, um, you know, those people be able to respond in repentance and faith. And um, uh, I think at heart, uh, every every Christian, uh, every faithful church really knows this. What about um, people then? You know, maybe they understand that now and and say, okay, I I can see that. I can understand that more, but I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm just, I I get the weebie-jeebies or whatever. Uh, Jerry, uh, how do you deal with that? Well, I'm afraid, too, Uh, uh, you know, when I go out. um, It's not something that... uh, uh, we're, we're, we can get, we certainly get excited about it and, uh, because we know we're, we're handling something that's, uh, 
having to do with eternal life. I mean, these are these are great and and awesome things, and yet uh, certainly there's uh, <clears throat> a fear factor or uh, a sense of intimidation. Uh, who am I to uh, speak to you about your needs? One of the things we need to understand is that we're all sinners. We're all kind of starting in the same place. We all have uh, um, we have nothing in ourselves uh, that's good that we haven't received when it comes in terms of our relationship to God. And I think a, a recognition of that um, kind of goes a long way. Uh, the other thing is prayer. Um, you know, we try to be sure to pray, if not together, then separately before we meet. Um, you know, to go to go forward. And um, uh, I'll just briefly say also, we want to be people's friends. I mean, we're, we're not here to uh, clobber them, to uh, give them uh, a short, precis kind of uh, gospel message and move on. We, we want to listen uh, to what they have to say. I think uh, most times when people truly are willing to listen, um, that kind of fear factor goes away when uh, a relationship, at, at least uh, temporarily, gets established and from there, um, we can begin talking about other things. Okay. I would just add, if I may, Dan, that uh, we want to remember that this isn't, we're not the first ones to ever have this experience or this feeling. Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So he's addressing that very question. What do I do with my fears? What do I do when I'm afraid to talk to someone? Well, we remember that God knows those fears. He's acquainted with those fears, and he says, but my spirit is not one of timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So, so there's, there's not just this aggressive approach. This, this, you don't have to be this, this overwhelmingly persuasive individual who has all of these communication gifts, but you need to go obediently with uh, confidence that mm-hmm. God will go with you and give you the words to speak as you've meditated upon his word daily. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, what is the approach, David, that your church is, probably it's used multiple approaches, but in particular, you and Jerry, I think, are working on a project together of evangelism. And what do you guys do as, as you engage in this work? Well, just a bit of a background. I did, I did receive training in evangelism explosion years ago uh, when I think that that approach was, was perhaps more, more useful there was some level of, of spiritual awareness in people, so they, when they heard the diagnostic questions, they were able to have some sort of response. I find that that approach today is, is, is just confusing or, or, or irritating or off-putting when you ask them about whether or not they're going to be in heaven and why. So I've looked at different ways of, of doing evangelism, and as, as we talk, we could certainly come up with with a number of different approaches depending on the context. Uh, but one of the ways that we've, we've been trying to uh, do evangelism locally is through a survey. Uh, and I, I don't stick uh, tightly to that. I want to be sensitive to the, to the dynamics of communication. If the person doesn't go from number two to number three on my survey, I don't panic. I, I simply uh, listen and try to interact, because I agree with Jerry, we have to show people that we're interested in them and that we're not just here trying to give a product, uh, uh, make a sale, close a deal sort of approach. So 
uh, awareness of of those tenets that are found yet in in evangelism explosion. Uh, who, who is God? Uh, who are we? Where does grace fit in? Who is Christ? You know, having that in the back of our minds, all the texts that pertain to these important points, essential points, uh, just to have have a, a, a working grasp of those. I know that sounds a bit daunting, but really, when you think about the the time it takes to to memorize passages or to have them at the at the fore, I think it's it's really not as as daunting as we might think. Uh, to memorize these some of these basic passages, and then go and, and allow the conversation to to be opened up as as just a a relationship, trying to find out who they are, and uh, not 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 trying to ignore or deny that you're that you're a Christian and that you're you have questions, but that isn't the first thing perhaps out of your mouth, though though it may be. I've I've had an experience with that recently. I'm also thinking that. You know, this is on the radio, people are listening, um, probably a number of non-Christians are listening even right now, today, and they must say, boy, this is kind of strange, these guys are talking about how to how to reach me, I don't even want to be reached. But some of the things in my mind is that, here's uh, the triune God, and, and we know him personally, and it's the most fantastic thing that ever happened in my life, absolutely, because not only do we have a, a relationship with this person, a loving, wonderful relationship where the triune God engulfs us in his love and puts his arms around us. But more than that, um, we've been carrying this terrible load of guilt, and we've perhaps become awakened to the fact that we got a lot of guilt. We got what the Scripture talks about as being sin, and that can be forgiven. And we we can know for sure that our sins are, are washed away, and that's a wonderful thing to want to share with another person. And I, I just want to uh, say, for the non-Christian who may be listening, uh, this is much more than just a sales pitch. This is much more than, oh, I want you to buy my product and I'm going to check this off on the wall. It has nothing to do with that. This has to do with sharing the most important, valuable relationship we ever could with another friend and saying, you know, this is for you too. And and I hope people can realize that. Yeah, and I think that's why, if if that matter of relationship comes up, if if there isn't a non-believer listening, uh, that they they may say, I don't know of any relationship. Well, that that's maybe where you begin. And yeah. You say, well, what is the origin of man? Where does where does it all begin? What is who has created us? And and obviously that's going to create questions. But that's that's where you begin and, and talk about God as creator and we as creature and and move forward from there because the, the idea of a relationship with God may be new to them as well. Mm, yeah, good point. So, uh, Jerry, when you guys go out and do whatever you do, can you describe what steps you take? Well, um, I am using um, a questionnaire that was provided uh, to me from Dave, and we made some changes, and just briefly, in terms of what uh, you had just been saying, Dan, one of the changes we made was to say, you know, would you mind answering a few questions about uh, Christianity instead of about uh, church? Mm. So we, we're we not coming across as promoting our church, at least not directly. Um, what we're interested in doing is promoting the gospel. And uh, many people 
Well, we'll say sure. Uh, they're they're just sitting around in the in the mall food court, uh, waiting for someone, or um, perhaps uh, having a coffee before going to work, or whatever the case may be. And um, as Dave said too, um, it's usually by the, in my case the third or fourth question where <laughs> I leave the survey entirely, and we we begin talking about uh, other things. Um, and I've had many different kinds of encounters. Uh, a, uh, a former Roman Catholic priest um, who asked me to pray for him and for his sons. Uh, a couple, uh, just the other week, uh, <clears throat> a couple of young men, one very quiet, the other one talking about yin and yang, which gave me an opportunity to talk about good and evil and how do we know what good and evil is. Um, what I do try to do, uh, I don't, force it, but uh, I have to say the Lord has enabled this uh, for me in, in most cases, is eventually to get to the point of actually uh, laying down the gospel, the good news. And uh, as you just said, Dan, I mean, it is good news. It's the best news in the world um, that we have a, uh, we're in a very bad situation. Without Christ, we may not even know it, uh, a lot of the uh, negative feelings, a lot of the um, problems, uh, I would say all of the problems in, in people's lives have to do with uh, sin one way or another. Just imagine you know, being free from that um, and being free to uh, pursue uh, light instead of darkness. And there's a, there's a way that has been provided for humankind, uh, for that to happen, and it's it's not science fiction; it's real. So um, we, eventually, we get to that point, and um, in most cases, um, we do have some literature. We use uh, uh, um, not short tracks, but uh, nothing too long either. Blanchard's uh, Ultimate Questions, uh, another track by Benton. Uh, we do have Bibles, uh, uh, small ones, New Testament Psalms, also uh, paperback ESVs in case people don't have a Bible or have never read a Bible and would like to. Uh, we do um, stamp uh, the church's contact information inside of any literature that we may hand out uh, with a phone number, website, uh, you know, etc. In some cases, I've given, uh, not in all, but in some cases, I've given people my cell number in case they wanted to, to talk further. Um, so it's, it's on a case-by-case basis. I think the one thing that remains sort of standard for me is um, using the questionnaire and uh, amazingly, by by as I said, the third or fourth question, we're on to talking about spiritual things. So, um, Dave, Pastor Dave, uses uh, other methods as well. Uh, friendship evangelism. We have a member of the congregation who's only beginning to come out with us now, who is a registered nurse, and he's free on Friday mornings uh, sometimes. So he comes out with us, and he takes kind of a health approach. Uh, to break the ice, as it were, um, to get uh, uh, the conversation going. We also have um, a Spanish-speaking member of the congregation who has um, expressed interest in um, beginning uh, to join us, although he can't right now on Friday mornings when we go. So we don't, you know, we don't know what the 
uh, future will hold, but we may move this to twice a week instead of once. We may be able to do it on Saturday to include more people in the congregation. It's kind of um, developing, you know, even as we're even as we're doing it. Oh, that's excellent, uh, David. Anything else that you would like to add? Uh, I I would just add, I guess, with what Jerry is saying, that there's other resources out there that that would speak to the community with regard to their situation in life. Uh, we use some counseling mini-books that are helpful uh, in pointing people to freedom from addiction, hope for the depressed, controlling anger, overcoming anxiety. There's other ways of introducing the Scripture to folks without, again, saying God is just here for you. He's just, you know, just say this magical prayer and you will... Uh, you know, things will turn around for you, but but identifying that we really care about their present situation, and then tying it back into sin. What you know, what's what's the source of this? What really is the root, and what has to be uh, addressed? And that's really what you know what God is is getting at. But that's another another way that we, we mm. start a conversation with folks. Mm. Have you found some um, common objections to people? believing on Christ, or maybe they've been turned off by Christians, or are there any particular objections that uh, often come up, uh, real concerns that people have as they look at the Christian faith and possibly believing on Jesus? Oh, there's there's many uh, objections, but again, I think the biggest attitude behind that is the, is the, the resistance to authority. Hmm. I don't want anyone to tell me how to live my life, or how to act. Um, I'm my own person. I may act differently than you, and that's perfectly fine. That's just self, that, that's authenticity. Uh, that's just me being who I am. One of the big objections, to, to come now to objections, is uh, Christians are hypocrites. You know, they say one thing, but they do another. Uh, they'll quote statistics that you didn't even know they were noticing. Uh, from the from the newsreel, but they're taking it and saying, "How come so many Christians are divorced? How come so many Christians are uh, in addictions, and so forth and so on?" And so, one of the big objections is uh, they're no different than I am. And, and you have to, we need to tease that out and say, "Yes, that 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 is true. We're sinners in need of a Savior. We're those who need the the, the grace of God in our lives. We need His Spirit in our lives to fight against sin, and we are." To wanting to do that together with you. We want to show you where uh, we can find uh, the ability uh, to do these things, and, and certainly not perfectly, and we acknowledge that on, in this life it's going to be a continual battle. But calling people to say, yes, come alongside of us. We're sinners saved by grace, and we want, uh, we want to know, we want you to know that same salvation, not only from sin's curse, but from its power. And Speaking to that issue, um, so that that objection can be can be lowered or at least put in a in a in a, in a right context. Yeah, that's helpful. Today, I'm talking on the phone line with Pastor David Clompine, and on the Skype line with Jerry Wiss, and we're talking about evangelism, and in this case, how a particular church in northern New Jersey uh, gets involved one on one you know, going out into the highways and byways, as it were, and compelling people to consider the claims of Jesus Christ and the loving relationship that he can have with his people 
and the sense of forgiveness of sins and a burden lifted. I mean, it's it's the greatest news on planet Earth. And uh, yet, um, again, there is a, a sincere even uh, resistance to that when the subject is first uh, approached. Jerry, um, just thinking again about that person who may be deathly afraid of sharing the gospel with someone, any other thoughts or words of encouragement for that person? Well, I um, I think there's, there are wonderful resources out there available. I'm kind of old school, so I'm thinking in terms of Will Metzger's uh, Tell the Truth and J.I. Packer's uh, Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. Uh, that latter book by Packer, I, which is very short, um, was very encouraging to me. I remember when I read it for the first time and uh, would encourage anybody to read it. Uh, I mean, its thesis basically is that um, uh, you you really have no reason to worry, so don't worry when you're speaking to people about uh, Jesus Christ, what he has done. Uh, God is in charge of that entire situation. And uh, right there, there's a tremendous burden lifted. So, yeah, I think the, you know, the challenge is to, like with anything else, uh, uh, you know, to get past stage one. Once you get past stage one and you start seeing reasons for encouragement, it, it kind of, you realize that it's not that scary after all. So I think Packer's book is a good resource uh, to start with. There's uh, another resource recently released. I can't recommend it because I haven't read it yet, but I'm hearing very good things about it. Rico Tice's book on evangelism. Uh, so, you know, those are at least two that, uh, or three that, that people can consult, you know, before they put something together and go out. I think, you know, David has gone out himself. I've gone out myself individually because of our schedules. But most of the time when we do go out, we go out together. And I, I think there's something about that, you know, going out two by two as we read in the gospels. Um, and I, I remember being in situations where David was done with someone and I was still speaking and he would kind of come around, uh, alongside, uh, and, and just pray for me as I'm, as I'm speaking. And I remember, um, really breaking through with this older gentleman in a way that, I mean, he told me things, he's, he basically started confessing his sins to me. And then he just looked at me oddly and said, you know, I never told anybody this. And um, that was really an opportunity to introduce not myself, but Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, so you never really know what you're going to encounter. And, um, uh, God, this is how it gets done, uh, through people. It, uh, God is wanting to use his people to spread the word, and that's how people become Christians. It's always been the case from <laughs> the very beginning. <laughs> it's no different today. Um, so I, I think the fear factor is real, and as Pastor Dave said, we need to realize, I mean, face it, um, but understand that God is really in charge of the situation, and we are leaning on Him in that situation for our uh, for our success. And we have no real measure of success either. I mean, but that's not the point. We uh, we would certainly rejoice if we started seeing some of these people in the church, but we never really know what the seed that we're planting uh, is going to do. God says that. Uh, in Isaiah, that his word never returns unto him void. It uh, always accomplishes what it's 
set forth to do. We don't know exactly what it's set forth to do in every situation, but that's not our business. Our business is to uh, speak that word of truth and for God to do what he wants to do with it. And that's a tremendous privilege. I mean, it's it's um, <laughs> an unspeakable uh, privilege. I mean, it's probably, I mean, it, these are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, God's people are called to do. And we can, we can have all the, we can have assurance that uh, God is in control and he knows what he's doing and he uses uh, vessels even made of jars of clay. So that's, uh, that's how we're looking at it. Yeah, that's helpful. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time already. Before we uh, end our discussion today, I'm thinking, David, suppose someone is near Preakness Valley, near Wayne, New Jersey, and they've heard you guys uh, discussing this important item, and they said, you know what, I'd kind of like to go hear Pastor Dave preach and attend the church. Where are you guys located? We are at 480 Valley Road in Wayne, New Jersey. Service times are at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Okay, good. And what about a website? The website is www.pregnessvalleyurc.org. That's P-R-E-A-K. N-E-S-S, then valleyurc.org. Okay, good. And we'll put that up on our website also as we post this as a podcast. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, Today I've been talking with Pastor David Klumpine, pastor of Preakness Valley United Reformed Church, and also Jerry Wiss, principal of GW Communications. Also, Jerry participates on Holding All Things Together, another program that Redeemer Broadcasting produces. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. It's been my pleasure to be with you both. Same here. And dear listener, if you'd like to go back and listen again to this broadcast, it's up on our website as a podcast. Check it out. We're found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. At times my feet have wandered far away From boundaries that have always kept me safe Wherever I may go Lord, it's good to know The love you have for me will never fade You love me still And that is so go, your grace will follow, mercy today and more tomorrow, you always have, you always will, you love me still.